Welcome to the SEO show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcasts. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Umera Mansour from the Institute of Business Studies, University of Science and Technology in Kohat, Pakistan. She published an article entitled Entrepreneurship Through Bricolage, a study of displaced entrepreneurs at times of war and conflict. She published this article in the volume 31, numbers 5 and 6 of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. This article has been co-authored with Caleb Kwong, Cherry Cheng and Mehboob Ur-Rashid. Umera, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic and what is the question you aim to answer? So I would like to talk about um, a con the context a little bit, just to have an understanding why we started uh, to work on this paper. So the province in which I live is the Khyber Pakhtunkhwa province of Pakistan, which borders with Afghanistan as well. So my province and my country has been hosting a lot of refugees due to the Afghan, uh, the Soviet Union war in Afghanistan. And later because of the war on terror in Afghanistan between the US and the Taliban's, we had a lot of uh, refugees in our, uh, in our cities and in our province. And as I was growing up, I've seen them becoming very good entrepreneurs, taking over the businesses, taking over the markets, particularly in Peshawar. Later, this war on terror, it extended to the Fata region because the Taliban had moved into the previously known as Fata region of uh, Pakistan. And um, because of Talibanization over there, the Pakistani military had to go for an armed military operation. We started in 2004 and it went up to 2008 and even later that, which resulted into one of the largest displacement of people from the Fata region to our cities. Um, around 1.8 million people were displaced and around 800,000 people were living in camps. So these are only the registered number. We don't know how many of them were displaced. They left all their belongings behind, they left their cattle, they left everything, and they moved, you know, to safer places. Even our cities were not that safe. We had bomb blasts and uh, suicide bombings, and then there was an incidence of army public school in which the Taliban had kill, uh, killed small children. But still, it was safer. When they moved here, they settled into the host community and in the camps. And in order to survive, we have seen them, you know, starting small ventures and starting their own businesses. So this was interesting to see that, you know, they were becoming better entrepreneurs as compared to the local entrepreneurs. We also had students from the Fata region who were already settled in our cities and they were uh, for better life and for better education. And through them, we came to know about these entrepreneurs and about the misery that they have been through. Meanwhile, I had a conversation with Caleb, who was my second supervisor at University of Essex. 
and he asked me if we were interested to work with him on displaced persons entrepreneurs and that was interesting so we started to work on that in literature we know that local knowledge and networks and skills are important for entrepreneurial ventures but we do not know much about the alternate strategies that are you know employed by the displaced entrepreneurs and we found that bricolage is an emerging concept in the literature and it has not been studied as such in displaced persons or displaced entrepreneurs so we wanted to find out that how bricolage can be used as an alternative strategy uh, to understand the resource mobilization process in displaced entrepreneurs so this was the main research question that we wish to answer in this research what are the main contributions of, of your paper um the main contribution is because we know very little about the resource mobilization strategy particularly for the displaced entrepreneurs so um the main contribution is to examine how bricolage is being deployed by displaced entrepreneurs in their quest for starting and developing their venture and when we were doing that we found that clandestine network uh, was particularly helpful in this case and uh, and we found that how well these people are connected to each other the client the tribe and all the persons are connected to each other we also found that um two main resources that is finances and local knowledge um were used um and were shared by these clandestine network we also found that internal bricolage was used uh temporary and later when the displaced entrepreneurs acquired more no local knowledge um they were able to you know expand their businesses and start new ventures so these were the main you know contribution that we did in the literature what was for you the main theoretical or maybe methodological challenge or challenges in addressing such a question i think the main challenge was methodological because the displaced uh, entrepreneurs were actually scared of being labeled as talibans and they did not want to talk to the strangers so um our students who were you know uh, belonged to the fatah region and who were settled in the host community even before uh the war on terror so they were they acted as gatekeeper and uh, introduced us to the entrepreneurs and that was actually i think the main difficulty or the challenge that we experienced during your research journey what was for you the biggest surprise or maybe most counterintuitive result the main thing was that we uh it was interesting to see how well the people or the pashtuns are connected to each other i mean it's their norm it's their culture to help each other even they did not know each other but because they were pashtuns they belonged to the same clan they belonged to the same tribe they even provided finances to them uh, i mean there was a single relative working somewhere in europe or in an arab country and he was providing finances to these uh, displaced entrepreneurs so that was very interesting to see um their culture their norms and i think that is quite different from other displaced uh, persons in other parts of the world so this was very interesting to see and what are the, the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs managers practitioners in general um i mean uh for the government i think um it's important to understand 
that refugees and displaced persons, they actually contribute to the economy because, I mean, they start their own ventures, they, they have their own businesses. Um, but the government can provide them trainings. Um, most of the displaced persons did not have political and financial knowledge of the um, host location because most of them were illiterate or maybe did not have any exposure. So the government can provide, you know, uh, some knowledge to them, some trainings. Apart from that, we do know that microfinance is given to the entrepreneurs and that helps in the ventures. But for them, the microfinance was not available because they did not have uh, you know, the required documents and they did not understand that. And for countries like Pakistan, which is quite underdeveloped and is already taking the burden of so many refugees and displaced persons. So I think the international relief organizations can also make use of the clandestine network and uh, enrich the understanding of uh, the displaced entrepreneurs regarding how to get the finances or to make the best use of the local knowledge. Thanks a lot, Umira, for uh, participating to our show and sharing this very interesting paper, which was part of a, a special issue dedicated to a crisis. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-erd.com and on the main podcast platforms. Thank you so much.